Thanks again for everybody for being here today um, and for gathering down in the basement. So this is new, what we're doing here today, just to reiterate that again. Um, we wanted to be in circles and it'd be hard to put tables up above the pews. I guess we could try. Maybe we, maybe we could try that and see how that would go. But um, really the reasons that we're, we're down here again, we're starting a, a seven week journey. I hesitate to even call it like a sermon series because it's kind of more than that. Um, it's, it's what I hope will be a journey that determines, uh, well, reminds us of who we are and who God wants us to be, but also sets the tone for what the future is. So the three things that I think over the seven weeks that we're going to be uh, together, that we're going to be like discerning are remembering who God says we are. And that's really the primary focus of today. So it'll have something to do with these rocks. Um, uh, discerning ch discerning uh, changes for effectiveness. So uh, after six months of gathering now, what, what can we learn uh, and what could we change to potentially uh, be more effective in our ministry to uh, Wyoming? And to dream about the future together. So I've said all that earlier, but um, the world isn't very dreamy right now. And I think it's time for the church to be the dreamiest place. That's funny. Uh, to be the it should be. We should be the dream. We we have the answer to the hope that the whole entire world is looking for and doesn't know it, or maybe knows it and doesn't believe it. Um, but if you follow Jesus like I follow Jesus, um, I continue to see how He's the answer to the darkness. Uh, that we've been experiencing. So, doggone it, it's time to dream again. It's time to get out of this apathy. Um, apathy's worse than depression. I've been in both places. But when you feel like you're just kind of have a fog over your head, um, and I've been evaluating that in all areas of life and talking to many of you about if you're seeing it in your workplace or whatever, and, and everybody's saying the same thing. And it's time to believe that God wants to do great things again. He's not done. So I'm going to give, here's how the, the talks, I guess, are going to work for, for today and then for the rest of this uh, like seven-week journey that we're going to be on. I'm going to try and keep it short um, and give just a simple idea. And today will be a reminder to some of you. Um, it's a message, very powerful message from Genesis 26. Uh, but then I'm hoping that some of you will that you'll share dialogue together. So if you look um, on your table, if you want to like grab that little sheet that's there. Um, it looks like this for anybody who's watching online. We'll have these questions up later, but I'll say them right now. So um, I'm giving you these questions right now so that if you want to doodle during my little talk, you can. But the most valuable uh, outcome for the, the time that we're going to have here together right now is that you share your thoughts on this little piece of paper, you share some dialogue with each other, and then maybe maybe we'll have some of you, if you're willing to just share some of your ideas about this, uh, and this will make sense in a minute, but the first question is, what rocks are getting in the way, uh, hence the rocks, uh, of people in their relationship with God, and what excites you about picking up a shovel for the mission of Wyoming Harbor Church? So. There should be pens at your table. If you don't, uh, if you need some, there's a whole bunch right at this front table that you can have. You know what, online people, you need to see what's going on here. See that? See how lonely I am right there? We got everybody else over here. Yeah, you can give them a nice little wave. Good. I don't know if we're centered or not, but okay. So 
If something comes to mind while I'm talking for the next 10, 15 minutes, write that down. But then uh, I'm going to give you like 10 minutes of space to, to dialogue with each other. And then we'll just open it up if, you, if anybody wants to air it out and share. This is what I'm talking about. I want to get us like communicating with each other again because I think today is going to start to lead to, to even greater things where we can start to dream again. But we need to identify what's getting in the way of our relationship with God and then what excites you about the mission of God. Okay? Sound guad? Okay, so uh, I said guad. I don't know why I said that, but I did. Okay, so I'm going to go to Genesis 26. That's where the story that we're talking about today is. And I'll read that for you right now. It says this. Um, there, now there was a famine in the land besides the famine, besides the previous famine in Abram, Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to, to Egypt. So there's a famine, and the best place to go would be to Egypt because there's water there and there's likely more stuff to eat, right? So that would be the safest place for Isaac to go is to Egypt. But God says, No, don't go down there. Uh, live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. And then this is where, like, this is the, the promise. This is a reminder of the promise that God started with Abraham that we are a continuation of as the church today. Like tons of history smushed into just one little sentence there, right? But uh, So God is saying this to Isaac, the son of Abraham. For to you and your descendants I will give these lands and will confirm the oath I swore with your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed so we the church of jesus the whole old testament part of the bible is a story leading up to jesus uh, it's a story about god picking a, a family and then building that into a small nation and picking them for this greatest news in the world to eventually find its way to us here today so that us and our offspring can be a blessing, can be good news to the whole world. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac went to Gerar. So let me see. Okay, not, not yet. Okay, crap. Oh no, wait, hold on. This isn't going so great. Hold on, wait. There's a story in Genesis about a. Okay. Rewind. Rewind. So that's the, that's the promise, I've explained that already, um, that God would wanted to reveal himself to the whole world, starting with an insignificant person, then to an insignificant people, to an unlikely savior, and now to an unlikely message called the good news of Jesus that we have. So there's that promise that he gave to Isaac, and Isaac was to stay in the desert, in the famine place, instead of going to the easy place of Egypt. So there was a famine, uh, God told him to stay, and what happens next in the story is a beautiful reflection of what the church, I think, is intended to be today, too. So that's what our reminder is going to be. Now I will play a video that um, some of you might remember. It's, it was the first message that I think a lot of you probably heard uh, about Wyoming Harbor, and I will just show the video because I think it kind of explains it, and then I'll come back. 
There's a story in Genesis about a community who lived in the desert. Their leader had dug wells of water for their survival. Their lives in the desert depended on these wells. But their enemy filled those wells back up with dirt and rock. Which made it impossible for the community to draw water from. But they were determined. They knew what they needed to do. They grabbed shovels. And they began to dig. Through the dirt and rocks. Through all the clutter. Through everything in the way. They dug together. Rock by rock. Shovel by shovel. Shoulder to shoulder. They removed what did not belong. They even traveled to other parts of this dry land. And dug new wells in search of more living water. Because these wells were a gift from God. Intended to be a source of life for all people. Church planting is kind of like this story in the desert. People all over are looking for living water. For a source of hope, healing, and purpose. But all kinds of rocks and dirt get thrown into our wells. Like shame, depression, lies, and regret. But like the community in the desert, we found living water. It's our joy and responsibility to dig through the rubble. And show people that there is hope and life in Jesus. So join us in Wyoming. So join us in Wayland. Pick up a shovel. And help us dig. Does anybody remember that? I was going to bring those. I was going to bring those. So, uh... That video was used to recruit some of you to uh, the launch team for this church. And the call for us was to pick up a shovel and dig through the rubble of what, what the devil had thrown into the wells that God had intended to be good news for these people. So in this story in Genesis 26, Abraham... Oops, good. Okay, we have insurance, I think. Um, God intended these wells... Uh, for Abraham and his family to be what supplied them with the living water that they need. And by the way, like all the Old Testament stuff, like I said, leads to Jesus. So when you hear like living water, Jesus called himself that. Yes, exactly. So stories like this point towards who Jesus is. And so uh, many of you picked up the shovel uh, to dig out uh, the wells of well, actually, let me just read the next the next verses because this is gonna, what I'm saying is going to make more sense here. Um, after uh, Isaac chose to stay in the land that God chose him to stay, it says this: that Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same name that his father had given them. So. God had Abraham build these wells in the desert that were intended, like the video said, to be springs of living water for people living in the desert. Does 2020-2021 feel like a famine? Yes. Does it feel like a desert? Yes. Do we need streams of living water? Yes. And does it also feel that so much crap has gotten thrown into the well? Sorry, Aubrey. It's like you jump. That so much stuff has gotten put into our wealth so that we can't see that there actually is a good future, guys. 
that there actually is a God who is good. That the future, you know, we started to say that the best is yet to come. I think it still is. But doggone it, there's been these rocks that have been put in the well. And even for the best of us, I'm like a little puppy. I always think that the future is like the best. And I've had a hard time these last 18 months because, I don't know, the devil put something in my well. And I think he put it in a lot of our wells. That we're stopped up from really experiencing the life that God has for us in this time of famine. Can anybody relate to that? Can I just get like a yes me or slam on the table or throw something? Because whatever you want. Um, There's stuff in all of our wells, I think. But look what happened there. Isaac and his people reopened the wells. Ooh, that's so good. They picked up shovels and they dug out the wells that the enemy, and for us that would be the spiritual forces of this world that work in opposition to God. Now I thought this would work better than it does. But they picked up shovels and they gave it the name that their father had given it. Holy mackerel. Like, do you feel that? That they restored the good thing that their father had given them. So that they could have access to that living water. I'm inspired by the people in this story that picked up the shovels and emptied out the good things that God had put there for them in order to be good news to all people. But then it says this, the story goes on. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. So they were looking for new wells too. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with some of Isaac, uh, with those of Isaac, and said, This water is ours. So he named the well Esek because they disputed with him. So you're trying to, to find good news again, but you get hit with another wave of rocks. No, you can't have that living water because it's an election year, so you're supposed to feel like crap. Or it's a year after the election year, so you're still supposed to feel like crap. Or COVID is confusing, and we have a world that is divided over so many things that is making us think that we can't have life to the fullest. But they kept looking. They dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna, and he moved on from there and dug yet another well, and no one quarreled over it. And he named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in this land. Wyoming Harbor has been digging like Isaac and his people. And it, it at times hasn't been easy. But we found water. And the invitation that I want to give to us all over the next seven weeks as we journey together is 
to keep digging and keep the promise in your heart that we are the people of God called to bring good news to the entire world, including all corners of Wyoming, Michigan. So keep that promise in your heart and where is it? <laughs> and keep the shovel in your hand. Because there's a lot of wells that are stopped up full of dirt and rock. There's a lot of people that have no idea that there actually is a God that loves them sincerely. That maybe have a misconstrued idea of who Jesus is because of maybe what church people have done in their lives or what they see on social media or whatever, but there is good news. Jesus is still alive and he is still the living water. And we're given the mission. We're given the shovels by Jesus to get the privilege together of digging out crap that does not belong in the wells that God created in our souls. To have access to the life that he, he created for us. So every week I want to have a conversation, I want you guys to have conversation with each other um, about questions that, that will help us remember who God's calling us to be. And tonight, I just want to remind you that we are well diggers and well excavators. That's pretty sweet. That we get to dig up the wells that our Father God put as a source of life for all of us and give them the names that God initially gave them. Think of that metaphor right there. That we would be called children of God. You know how many people don't know that they have that sort of value? Because there's other labels and shame that get thrown into their well by either the result of our fallen world or the people that speak a lie that isn't from our good creator. I'm so sick of that apathy. I'm so sick of us being okay with having walls that are full of rock. I'm so sick of it. Because I think God has so much more for us. So I want I want to ask you those questions then tonight um, at your tables if you've written something down. Um, to take 10 minutes together, um, we'll just play a little music, but I, I would love for you to just dialogue as much as you're willing to. I know some of you don't know each other at your tables, but to, to ask these questions. Um, oh, that's not the questions. <laughs> that the enemy has filled up our wells with rocks, but God has given us shovels to dig with. So the questions, I think, are right there. Okay. Well, what? My slideshow is not so great today, is it? Um, people online, I'll post this, post this on there for you, but you guys have the questions in front of you. What rocks are getting in the way? Are both of them on there, though? Okay, that's the first one. And then the second is what excites you about picking up a shovel for the mission of Wyoming Harbor. So I'm going to stop my talk right now. And I want you to just dialogue with each other a bit. And then um, then we'll just open it up for a minute. And I just if anybody has something that they want to say, I want to hear it. And then I'd love to collect those cards at the end of at the end of our time. 
so that we can start to, to merge our ideas together and remember who God's calling us to be and dream about what the future might be. So, okay, dialogue at your tables for a little bit. I'll turn a little music up so that we can fill the space. And I'll come back in a minute just to hear what your thoughts are. All right. I am hopeful that the dialogue feels really good so far and that you're excited to continue in that. So this is like, this is question number one and two, and there's a whole lot more over the next seven weeks that are going to, I believe, uh, turn into something beautiful. Um, but I would love, uh, we don't necessarily need to go like one person per table, but um, if someone wants to speak and, and say uh, a word or two, about what, what rocks have been getting in the way of people in their relationship with God. So let's start there. Driving too much without really researching or talking mm -hmm. with other people on things of political things, just oh, that happens sure. within our own city, state, or even our own country, um, that we kind of just we might look to one side without really looking back on looking back on the previous things on all of discussing with someone else to understand not argue and burn bridges, but just understand where we could find a middle ground mm. to help each other. But yet or take even just a day away from it. Um, and realize, you know, we are we're people. Everybody's made in the image of, of God. So for that, can I tell our online listeners what, um, okay, so what Matt was saying is that um, what gets in the way for between people and the relationship with God is um, not trying to find common ground and not seeing the image of God in each other and really kind of playing into the polarizing nature of the world. Thanks, Matt. Somebody else? Let's get like one or two more of that one because that one's not as fun as the next one, but but it's worth pointing out what, what's been getting in the way. And I do, I really would hope that I can have your sheets to just hear your thoughts on that. But does anybody have anything else they want to say about that piece? describing like um, so cookie cutter as in like you got a squeaky clean, squeaky clean record your life looks absolutely perfect right you're not in a room of those types of people by the way uh, it's definitely yeah and I don't know who's online but I'm guessing if you're watching you probably uh, aren't perfect either but yeah yeah it can it can feel like that that's a barrier between people as Amber's describing that like we uh, sometimes think that we have to be perfect or fit a certain, to be exactly like Jesus in order to follow Jesus. But that's the point of following Jesus, is to become like him, right? No matter where we're at. So that's good. Oh, we should be doing the snap thing. Yeah, there we go. Good.
Let's move to the next one. Uh, what excites you about picking up a shovel for the mission of, of Wyoming Harbor Church? Not all at once, guys. <laughs> Being a light. Hmm. You know, not everybody has a light. And just just a smile, just a kind word, hmm. just a little glimmer of hope can mean worlds, can change whole dynamics hmm. in people's lives. So just being able to just give some kind of peace or some kind of hope, whether it's words, Amber is going to be preaching from now on for all of the messages. So she she says to uh, what excites her about being a part of the mission is to get to be a light. Because it's a dark world right now, isn't it? It always is, but it just feels extra dark right now. Um, but for sure, the the simple things, the simple kindness, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, like that's the stuff that actually will will usher in the kingdom of God more than sometimes more than the the doctrine that we want people to know about, right? Like your behavior has so much impact on the world. Anybody else? Just like first go at this format, so I get it if there's a little hesitancy. For for me, it's this is a space where I know students at the high school like can feel welcome, mm. and that excites my heart deeply. Um, for a lot of students, the church has been a place where they're not welcome, mm. and so getting that script broken, like by this place, um, this script in their head that the church is not a place for. Them. Mm. Getting that broken here just really, really gets me pumped. So. Amen. So, oh, yeah. So, um, Alex said what gets him excited about um, being a part of the mission is that uh, high school students feel like they can belong. Um, yeah, that's the dream, man, for sure, is that, goodness, let's just read the stories of Jesus and open up a community that tries to feel like that. And I think that's that's what we're trying to do here. It's so good. Remind people that they can't be above their own judge or your choice or make your decisions for you and you decide to do something that benefits you more for you. Um, versus parents that, um, my girlfriend, um, who I love dearly and we try to really connect as best, was very upset that I had to invite my mother to my baptism because mm. she was the one person who hurt me the most decided to leave my, our, my dad and things like that but mm. I decided you know first for the person one people care about me the most that so that this is something with such a big decision I'm on the board on mm. I want to then show person who really did care about me that I have forgiven, I've moved on we can all be stronger and things and know that together we can great relationships can be related. some things are not always too late to do I decided to show my mom so I know that this was a step forward for me 
mm. also a step to get forward for us. Mm. So, my my younger brother is in college right now in Michigan University. He still holds on to his anger. I mm. I don't blame him or judge him sure. for how he feels. He was born to as far away as he could. Um, my other brother is facing things and just how to be a better parent because he has his own kid mm-hmm. and before um, and he just tends to forget where he can be at mm-hmm. and I just try to let him know I'm like hey just mm-hmm. you know when wounds do heal you know That's good. Um, just because someone screwed up a couple once or a few times doesn't mean you know they're you know, if they have changed or mm-hmm. they, they're suffering themselves and that are looking back mm-hmm. and know that they've made a regretful choice and want to move on, that, well, that's improving. That's, that's mm-hmm. great working as online. Philip, it's okay. They can set it up here. We're good. Also, the kids can come down. Just, do you, Philip, do you mind just going and telling just, I know he came down here. They can come down right now. Can we snap for Matt's story? Like, that was really vulnerable, dude, to say. For the people online, uh, find Matt. <laughs> I'll tell you his story. But really, like, what excites you about Jesus is the redemption that you can have in relationships that is, is impossible to find in other places. Um, okay, let me let me just finish with this, and then uh, we're going to end with a song. But uh, I just want to, as, as I was thinking about this part of the talk, and I keep scooting back, um, I, I want to just share with you uh, some things for me, that make me want to keep digging and I think probably make you want to as well. Uh, 210 kids a weekend. God has given us like the gift of that, right? Whenever we bring it up, it's not it's not to brag. It's because I can't believe that it started with one granola bar. And now God has continued to give us opportunity to serve kids in three different schools. That's worth picking up a shovel, I think. Um, Seven black parties this summer. Some of you are here because of that. Uh, four backyard VBSs. That's my son and daughter who got to have their first VBS at my house. <clears throat> and our neighbors got to come. And uh, sons and granddaughters of Elia, the, uh, probably watching right now at La Michoacana, um, got to come to, to that VBS. Like, that's worth picking up a shovel, I think. Our family, two guys that we get to keep developing uh, every Tuesday night and get to do a Halloween party, that's worth picking up a shovel and digging. The softball fun champs. We are, we finally won a game. We we had 15 in a row of just fun point victories until the last game. We actually won an official umpire point victory. So. Uh, it's for the it's for the the fun that we get to have in the community, but also the relationships that get to be built there. It's coworkers of people who are on this team that are coming to find like family. That's worth picking up a shovel, I think. It's twelve baptisms. Uh, this is this is like the story that can be told here. Obviously, we got my baby girl. that's not going to date until she's way way older than she should be. Uh, our, our dear friend Marcy, Marcy's probably watching right now. Marcy, you you're worth picking up a shovel for. Uh, and of course, you you probably know Nicole's story, right? Of getting to baptize our friends uh, Nicole, and then so many of you coming around her uh, and her family at Holy Cow, like the right time. That's worth picking up a shovel. 
that is worth staying in this together, to showing up in each other's lives. Um, for the prayer gathering that we did outside of Nicole's window. Man, has God done good things through this little community? Or what? Um, you've been picking up a shovel, and it's been hard and been cloudy sometimes, but the best is yet to come. It still is yet to come. God's not done. I think he's probably just getting started. So if the world does feel darker, guess what? Even a little light is going to shine even brighter. Let's pray, and then Philip will come on and sing out together. Lord, thank you for that good news. Um, Actually, thank you for the fruit um, that you have been faithful, even through the difficulty of what it's been like to, to dig out wells at this time, to start a church through a global pandemic, to um, stay together through all of the crazy, divisive stuff over the last year. You have kept us together. And it's not to build a brand. It's to point people towards yourself. It's because Jesus came to save the world. Today, just as much as he did 2,000 years ago, that you sent your son here to be the light in the darkness, and we've become so keenly aware of how dark things can be. And we've had our moment of sadness, and that sadness has led to numbness and apathy. But now is the time, Lord, that we pray that you'll come in and do a new thing, that we'll be done with the rocks in the well, that we'll believe that you still have living water for us even today. You have a better life for each of us individually, and you have a mission for us to play. And it's to offer the water that we found. So thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you that you haven't left us alone. You're still with us. You're still empowering our digging through your Holy Spirit, and you still have good, good plans through your church and this small part of it called Wyoming Harbor Church to help people find their way back to you. So come, Lord Jesus, come.